You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. As... Do you think people went to Palpatine and were like, I'm not making enough. <laughs> but, uh, this ain't worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how many sick, how many, how many sick days did they get on the Death Star? Not enough. Clearly not enough. <laughs> Some, I mean, could you imagine, especially I, I imagine that after the first Death Star blew up, right? The guys mm-hmm. who were commissioned to build the second one were like, well, this is bull. you know this. Yeah, this this ain't <laughs> this gonna work. We're gonna need double the pay. There's no way, right? Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's how I am with my job right now. I'm just like you know this ain't just ain't, this ain't worth it. Okay. No, and you know like that's what we've been talking about for the past two days. <laughs> it's just been crazy, man. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, both. There's some dark. There's some dark forces going on here between you know Sir Ezra or well yeah Sir Ezra, Sir Ezra and myself yeah. with our. With our with our jobs here, man, you know, just the the dark side, just trying to get us down, just well, got me thinking about, you know, I think it's time might be time for a, for a career change here. Same, same, and and because yeah, we're we're gonna record later, bend the knee um, tonight, and we're we're recording hyperspace now, and it's like, I don't know, man, what we're prepping for twenty twenty. We keep talking about what's mm-hmm. what's coming, and I'll tell you, what, I'm just gonna tell folks here in hyperspace. Actually, they're gonna get an exclusive. I mean, I'm not, I haven't said this anywhere mm-hmm. else. Nowhere else have I said this, so stay tuned. Pay pay, pay attention here. Um, as is done, I'm done. You know, and not with the podcast. We're keeping that alive. Okay. We're not. Oh yeah, the podcast <laughs> is only going to get. That's much all better. I have left. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, uh, dude. I am so done. Let me see. What's your quote here? You got me fired up earlier. This quote. I, mean, I, I got it right here on my profile. For my just, I just tweeted. You guys can follow me at Wamprat underscore 2m uh the quote is this so all men dream but not equally those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their mind wake in the day to find that it was in vanity but the dreamers of the day are dangerous men dangerous men Mm -hmm. that's what i want to be you know 
Mm-hmm. Dangerous man. So I don't know, man. I'm all fired up. I just want to. I think it's. I, th- I think it's time to podcast full time. Uh, you know, that's the goal. That's the goal. That's that's the goal. Well, you know, so you and I have been talking, and you know, it's been actually. It actually hasn't been that long since I've been here. You know, on um, it feels like it because we just we've had a lot of guests on the show. Oh yeah. And um, so I feel like, man, it feels like it's been like a while since I've been on hyperspace. But yeah, um, you know, as and I, we've been talking about on Ben the Knee, you know, we got a lot of stuff coming 2020. Stay tuned. Well, you know, there's a lot of stuff coming on hyperspace, too. So it's not like it's not it's not getting stuff. You know, I just bought a camera. Yep. Um, We got stuff coming. We got just stay tuned. 2020. It's going to be huge. We have the Mandalorian coming out. We've got uh, obviously the rise of Skywalker. You know, we're just we're getting excited. Uh, the D Marvel or well, the Disney streaming service is coming. So yep. Um, yep. there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff coming uh, just across the board. That's all yeah. I can say. That's yeah. It, it and we have um, I yeah. Even our our Patreon series on on Patreon is gonna there's gonna be a huge uptick in 2020. Uh, we're just making. I mean, it might actually. <laughs> and, and and Matt knows what I'm talking about here. It might be sooner than 2020. I mean, it wow. might be next week. You know, who knows? <laughs> hey, uh, me too, man. That's that's about where I'm at. That's where we're at right now. But um, no, I don't know. I'm I'm excited because there is so much cool stuff happening in Star Wars and in Game of Thrones and in mm-hmm. other fandoms that we're interested in. So mm-hmm. we have a huge podcast, a new podcast coming in 2020. That um, can't yeah, really talk I mean. About. Uh, y- yeah, I mean, all I'm going to say is that uh, it's something a lot of people have asked us for, yeah. like a lot. It may involve a great hunt. It might. It it may involve an eye of the world. It might. It may it, it involve, you know, a path of daggers. I don't know. <laughs> You're not sure. You're not really sure. <laughs> yeah. All I'll say is uh, let the dragon ride again on the winds yeah, of time. Ma- yeah, there may be a dragon that's reborn. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> no, nah, but uh, yeah, we're we're just I don't know, man. We're we're pumped and we're excited to do this. You know, th- uh, today's show we're excited because we have so many like uh, since we, since we had the guest spots right with the D23 mm-hmm. footage and all that kind of stuff. Um, you and I saw that we did a, our first sort of like initial reaction, talked about Dark Ray, talked about some of that stuff, and then I had a couple guests on, kind of you know uh, crammed them all together there in the last two weeks. But uh, we also had transmissions coming in left and right. We had some uh, audio transmissions, all that stuff. We have some. We have tons of stuff mm-hmm. today to go over. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, there's. I mean, there, there's a tons of tra- tons of transmissions we need to get to that people have sent us. Um, for, since you know, we we try to get as many as we can on the show. You know, we we just had a lot of guests on. So I mean, we're just gonna yeah. start tearing through here. Um, yeah. A lot of these uh, trans transmissions, people want to talk about stuff. There is one little bit of news that I want to talk about, though, um, sure. real quick before we begin. And, you know, I, as you guys know, I also run uh, a video game podcast called Box Trick. So I'm a big gamer. We talk a lot about Star Wars video games on the show. Um, a nugget in the Nintendo Switch Direct. So Nintendo, uh, you know, obviously the Switch and stuff like that. What they do is they have every few months, they just do what they call a Direct, which is basically it's a YouTube video where they say, here's all the games coming out. Um, you know, they, they don't really necessarily wait till like big conferences like E3 and stuff anymore. But they just kind of say, here you go. Here's kind of like the next quarter's worth of games. Yeah. And a surp- total surprise announcement in the Nintendo Switch Direct was that 
Star Wars uh, Jedi Knight uh, Jedi Outcast is coming to Switch. You're going to play it on the go. It's phenomenal. You play as Kyle Katarn, wow. one of our favorite characters. Um, I don't, I can't remember what the exact release date of it is, but it's coming out relatively soon. So I'll be able to play uh, Jedi Fallen Order, the big new game coming out this year, and be able to play in a, on my PC in glorious 4K, and I'll be able to play Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast on my Switch. I really hope it does well um, because then, it, then possibly, you know, EA is going to look and say, hey, um, you know, and Disney's going to look and say, let's port more Star Wars games to the Switch, which would be epic. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Ah, cool. So I will certainly be doing a review of that game yeah. when it comes out on Switch. Okay. Cool. I mean, I have it on PC. I can literally load it up right now, but I really want to play the Switch version because I can play it on the go. You know, I mean, I can play it in bed. You can play it, you know, yeah. not necessarily while you're driving, um, right, you but know, while, right. someone el- but while someone else is driving. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I actually, uh, man, I got I have a, my sister has a Switch. I need to, I need to, I, I have so many games I got to catch you up gotta on. Fire, you got to fire it up, man. Yeah, I do. We've talked about that. So, because uh, that's another thing. I mean, oh, mm-hmm. might be. I'm, 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 I'm itching to get back on and, and do an episode of Box Trick. So, absolutely, man. And we know we got. Glad, uh, I'm glad to ha- glad to have you on. Yeah, I, I think it'd be great. We we would have. Um, gosh, what's the we we got the new Star Wars video game coming up. So it's like we're gonna have to, right? I mean, we're gonna have to. Absolutely, abs absolutely. So that'll be fun. We'll let you know. We'll let you guys know when that when that comes around. So, okay, cool. Uh. Is there any other news? You know, because we do a relay station. We're not really hollow net guys keeping up with the. I mean, we keep up with it, but I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, no. Re, uh, we're out here on the outer rim. You know, the outcast is broken down half the time. We don't really know. I don't really know if there's it's any true. other news it's out true. there. Not really. There's not, there's not really a lot of Star Wars news going out. I mean, I think we're just kind of laying and waiting here until, um, until Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I think we're going to have... Our, you had said uh, that we might have another trailer coming up soon, and it'll be some night on a, on a football night or something. I, I was reading somewhere where I think they said it was like uh, October is when we mm-hmm. might get the next trailer, which is fine. You know? Yeah. Full trailer, I guess, or whatever. I'd be fine if we didn't get anything else, quite frankly. So Really? Yeah, I think I would be too. I mean, it, Not that I... Because there's... I mean... I don't know. The, the dark gray stuff was cool enough. Palpatine's cool enough. It's such a mystery that I, I'm kind of like completely. I want everyone going in just with like no clue as to what's going to happen. Yeah. You're just like blow completely blown away. So yeah. I think it's going to sell itself. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but I'll be excited to see if they do something kind of cool. I was so the special footage. I wanted to mention this again. Like the first half of it, some people were like, "The first half of them was was, was my favorite," so because it was all the, uh, you know, the original. Right. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Prequel. Uh, it was, yeah, it was pretty great. You know, I, I was like, "Man, this stuff, this stuff seems just dude, really they're good. killing I don't know what it." They yeah. Got going on here, yeah. Disney's killing it. Like, I don't know how they, you know. <laughs> no, yeah. But it, it was it, it was great. I I just the the tie in, and it sounds like it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of tie in. With the originals mm-hmm. and, the, and the prequels and stuff, so I'm I'm excited. They're they're going for it all, and that that's something some of our uh, listeners and and other members here um, have have sent in just with uh, their transmissions. So we'll get to those and and uh, talk about them. So and first up, I think we will start if it's cool with you, Matt. Uh, just an audio clip here. Is that cool? Absolutely. Yep. 
Okay, so this is from uh, Crimson Jester, and uh, it's just three minutes and, and 23 seconds of someone just... The energy that this guy has... I know, it's, just, it's great. It's fantastic. Sharing the love. Yeah, it's fantastic. So here we go. What's going on, guys? This is Jay Crimson. So I got a theory about the Ray Red Lightsaber that everybody got to see at D23. Now, let me go back a little bit. It's all relevant, I swear. Remember what J.J. Abrams said, that this last movie was going to represent all six, or all nine movies. All in all, it was full circle. Now, I honestly believe that Ray is a clone, and I'll tell you why. Because they cherry-pick from the expanded universe all the time. They've proven that from time to time, from Rebels to, to things they want to do. Now, there was a scene, and I don't know if it was Force Awakens or The Last Jedi, where the scene was filmed, it was confirmed by Mark Hamill, of Luke's hand flying in space with the lightsaber. Now, they've made joke. They made a joke, and I think it was in Force Awakens, about, oh, we should get clones because your troopers aren't up to par when, he said, when they said it to Kylo Ren. Here's my thing. I don't agree with the whole Mary Sue argument with Ray that everybody has made that, oh, she's good at everything. Maybe she's good at everything because she was trained as a clone. Now, you guys said something at the D23 episode about... Palpatine looking for a body to possess because he's not all there and he's not all 100%. Why not think that Ray is a clone to possess her to get his body back? Didn't Palpatine do that in one of the books in the expanded universe? Use a clone body to come back to life? It, to me, it, it makes sense. I mean, the first prequel, the first prequel trilogy is all about clones and the rise of the empire and all that. To me, it makes sense that maybe this, the image that we see of Ray with the red lightsaber is actually Palpatine possessing her body and Kylo Ren having to redeem himself to save Ray's body and soul. I don't know. That just seems, it seems kind of cool and a good way of ending it for the ending, I guess. Um, I want to hear what you guys have to think about it. Um, I mean, it could also go another way, too. It could be just Ray was super strong in the Force, and the Force chose her, and in Force Awakens, when she had that moment at the end with her awakening and her just being able to just duel because the Force was moving through her. But I think it would be a lot more interesting if it was a clone image. Because why else you say straight out that they did... A scene they filmed it of Luke's hand when in the old books in the expanded universe they used Luke's hand for cloning Vader and Luke and Palpatine actually was able to make clones for himself I, don't know, I just kind of want to hear what you guys said I hope you guys enjoy that theory um, I can't wait for the movie I think it's going to be dope I can't wait it's only a couple months away peace yeah man I mean yeah uh, I mean first and foremost thank you for sending uh, such an amazing transmission um what was yeah. uh, Jedi Ma- what was his name Jedi master Crimson Jester Crimson Jester yeah, yeah. Crimson Jester yeah um yeah man I gotta agree with a lot of what he said there um I'm still I'm still a big believer of that kind of like I I, I really I 
to me, the easiest comparison is kind of um, uh, it's like Harry Potter. The way I view it is, you know, you think about like I've said this before, the first Harry Potter book or movie, you know, where he's um, kind of like floating around in the woods, you know, and he's he's having to like, you know, kill like unicorns. Right. To like to kind of sustain himself. And then he yeah. just kind of works and works until he can kind of come back to life uh, fully there. Um, so that's just how I that's exactly how I view it. And uh what he what he said there with them pulling cherry picking is absolutely true i mean even ray is cherry picked go is it droids remember we 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 went back and we started looking at them, we're like this character here oh. literally looks just like ray yeah. um and i, I right. can't i can't remember her name yeah. in droids but i mean literally she's one of the main characters and then there's kaibo ren who's kind of this like you know just this villain right. he's you know who shows up a couple times <laughs> we're like kaibo ren are you freaking yeah. kidding me like <laughs> like what well, yeah, it's it's like cherry picking the names, cherry picking different elements from the EU, um, and, and again that was a uh, uh, Jay Crimson, yes, by the way, Jay. Jay. So, um, yeah, sorry about that. Thank you so much. He it just the energy he has, it, 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 I love it. I love it because I'm stoked. I'm thinking about that as well. You know, we've uh, in all the guest episodes we kind of hashed out like is Ray being possessed by somebody? Is that a force vision of Ray? All these different things. Uh, and now we're back to is that a uh, is is Ray a clone? And I got to give a sh- quick shout out to uh, Nate Edison, who he's coming up here in a little bit, has a theory as well that will kind of tie into this. Maybe we'll go to his next uh, because uh, I want to say months back, I, I first was kind of in contact with him, and he was ta- he was talking me through um, his his idea as well that there could be cloning involved, and that. Uh, he thought that this this would be an interesting way. Yeah, Kira, uh, Kira handle, which is interesting. Yeah, her Ray. name is in 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 Droy, Her name is Kira. Oh, yeah, Kira. Kira yeah. Which we now we now we have a Kira uh, in in Solo. So, um, well, yeah, Ray was originally supposed to be Kira. Yeah. Actually. So I mean, it's just it's yeah it's it's yeah. definitely it's definitely pretty interesting and in what and um you know we've talked a little bit about you know with with the clones you know something else I, I'm just thinking here. Um, you know, the cloning is actually a big part of the whole Star Wars thing. And, you know, I've asked you a lot of times, um, you know, was it really necessary for the clone army to exist? Like if Palpatine just wanted to take over, couldn't you just use the droid army? Because really, I mean, at, at that point, you've got the droids and I mean, he kind of is. He's really using both. Actually, he's pulling the strings on on both. But it just seems like, you know, what's really yeah. the point of needing the clone army with. Yeah. You know, it just seems like it's, it's a lot of resources to spend to get this clone army when you've pretty much already got the separatists and the droids. And I mean, you could easily just I mean, Anakin goes in and kills those guys in like two seconds. So it's not like Palpatine could ju- couldn't just say, OK, here we go. Sure. Yeah, I think I think, you know, like like one of the things uh, that, that he's been such a master at is is deceiving everybody really believing that he was building an army to save the republic and to mm-hmm. fight off the separatist and it's like he just wanted chaos and when the chaos was created yeah. um i mean the, the other piece too is that he can create uh, the, the clones are just better they're superior soldiers that's that's one route you could take um they were his way in which he was going to execute you know order 66 with the implant that he put inside of all of them to kind of um, they're there to activate that that order to to kill off the Jedi order but uh yeah he, he, I think he creates them just because he can I mean he obviously was able to do that right so it's like that that's just one of, there, there's probably many ways in which he could have 
brought about the downfall of the Jedi and um, ascended to Emperor Palpatine. But this was the way he chose. I, I think one of the things that's interesting is when he, when he talks about, um, in, in the prequels, when you talk about Darth Plagueis and you read the Darth Plagueis book and then you hear recently they've been talking more about uh, Dooku, Jedi Lost, and some of the, just some of the origins to, I guess, like Palpatine's apprentice, which would be Dooku later on, and what they're interested in. It's like there's an interest in how the Force could, well, the nature of the Force and how to manipulate midichlorians and how to create life or how to extend it or how to uh, how to live forever, really. I mean, that's what Palpatine's obsessed with. You know, these Sith Lords, they want to live forever and preserve their life. And it's crazy that the Jedi hadn't thought about that for years, it once was a thing that they could become one with the Force. It was an ability and a way of uh, a practice that was that was lost to them. And Qui Gon finds it again. Uh, and it's it's interesting that the Sith are obsessed with with trying to preserve their life and live forever. And the Force provides the means to do that to Qui Gon Jinn. You know. So, anyways, it's interesting. But yeah, back to the clones. I mean. I don't know, man. It's something in the Thrawn trilogy. Uh, there's a cloning facility on Wayland, and there's uh, there's Emperor Palpatine had a, his had his own cloning facility there. He was uh, they create a bunch of uh, they like super speed through the cloning process, and they make these these clones that are just really not gonna right, be good. And everyone's super worried about it because the Clone Wars, and it's just a it's kind of scary. Uh, Luke has to fight his own clone. So if you want to cherry pick from from legends, uh, Luke fought Luke. So Luke fought Luke. And uh, yeah. So do you think do you in, think it's going to be? Trilogy. Do you think it's we're going to see actually Ray versus Ray, like a clone of Ray versus Ray? You could. You we could. I I don't think we're going to, but I mean it wouldn't surprise me at this point. No, I mean nothing's going to surprise. The fact that Palpatine came back and we heard the cackle and he's in this and and Daisy Ridley saying it's going to be a significant. It's going to we'll understand why he's in it throughout the course of the movie it's something that's going to be explained throughout the course of the movie it's not like he shows up and then he's gone it's like he's very important to the plot and the whole thing so we're gonna get a lot of answers i think and we're gonna understand what his goals are and what he was trying to do um and and maybe it is that he is he has a vessel in ray and he's going to try to put his essence into her uh and or just use her. Maybe he's just using her as well. Maybe he's not like possessing her, but he's using her for his own means or something. And maybe that's not her. Um, as Jay said, maybe that's a clone. So I, I would not be surprised. Yeah. So yeah, I I mean I I'm that's what I think. I it, plus it's just I just don't think they would show us Dark Side Ray if it was actually going to happen. Yeah, like if the for real real deal happen. If our actual Ray was going to turn. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think um, now what could what could happen is that Ray could still be a clone. There doesn't have to be just one clone, right? I mean, we literally had millions of Django Fets running around. That's that's no that's joke. That's true. There, yeah. and none of and none of them could shoot. So, no, yeah, right. So they were actually much better than the, than the stormtroopers later on. But but uh, yeah, I mean, like we we could have that. We and that, you go back to the Force Cave little mirror vision that Ray has and a lot of people have said well look at that she has when asked to see her parents she doesn't see anyone uh, she sees shadows and then she just sees 
all these duplications of herself, this repeating over and over again. What does that mean? And I think people are trying to trying to figure that out. I mean, it would be crazy if if she really is a clone, and that is what Ryan Johnson put in there, and that's that's his way of 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 hinting to us that she's a clone. That's a pretty cool, pretty cool moment, actually. So kudos to him if that's if that if that's what happens. Yeah. So I don't know. Um. So, anyways, yeah. Thanks to Jay because that's that's cool. That's that's uh, that's neat. And I think we have several more uh, transmissions that are gonna kind of talk about that. Um, wanted to do a quick shout out to our friend uh, Charles who is going to be sending us a transmission. Uh, I love this one. It's just very, very simple. You ever have those days where you're just sort of like, man, I want to send a transmission, but I just just tired i got a migraine and so i said this transmission that basically said that like hey, i just want to let you know uh this is kind of filler until i do send you something so shout out to him hope he's feeling better and uh we'll look forward to transmissions in the future now we have a massive my friend massive transmission here and i'm probably gonna stumble over some of the names and, and pronunciations but that's okay uh let me scroll down here this is robert skyrider jedi knight okay we have a couple from him. I mean, look at this. Look at this, Matt. This is this is intense. It's a manuscript. Oh, I know. It's great. Love it's it. huge. It's awesome. So, yeah. All right. Here we go. So, uh, greeting to you, sirs. I have listened to your other podcasting uh, in the past and was excited to hear the announcement about Hyperspace Hangout. I appreciate that a big part of your show is getting the fans and listeners involved. I particularly enjoy the backstories that each person gives for themselves. It's always neat to see how different everyone thinks of themselves in the larger Star Wars narrative. And that is kind of cool. That's, uh, mm-hmm. in, in, in our own friend group, that's what we've thought. Like, uh, I am Obi-Wan, and Matt is Qui-Gon Jinn, straight up. That's just who we are. So Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, okay. I'm, I'm, def- yeah, I'm definitely Qui-Gon, man. I mean, that's it. I used to have long hair, you know, the whole deal, and it was great. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you really, you really fit the picture. Yeah. Um, all right, so for instance, not everyone wants to help uh, or everyone wants to be a hero in the Rebellion or a Jedi, just as many want to command Star Destroyers in an effort to crush the Rebellion. Shout out to your brother on that one. Hey, right? me too. That's where I'm at. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, of course, some just want to outright be Sith and give themselves over to the dark side. So without further ado, here is my origin story. Uh, my name is Robert Skyrider. I was a newly christened Jedi Knight near the close of the Clone Wars, still fairly young and leading my own battalion of clones. I was on the mud-filled, rain-soaked planet of Jabim in the Outer Rim when my troops turned on me. Narrowly escaping um, their barrage of fire, I took a speeder deep into the uninhabited regions of the planet. There, I happened upon a small smuggler's camp. There was a ragtag band made up of two humans, a male and a female, one blue-skinned Twi'lek female, a Bith, a Rodian, and a Celestin. All three males. Seemingly fortunate, these smugglers told me of how they had once been saved from pirates by Jedi. Thus, I was able to secure what I thought would be safe passage off the planet. I'll tell you right now, I, I love these stories of Jedi who survived, right? That's that's what we're getting in the video it's game that's coming in. I just love that people make up their own stories and send them to us in the first place. And the ones that send them in enormous detail, it's amazing. It's a, you guys put a lot of work, and it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. It's the passion. That's what it's about. Yes, yeah. And sorry if I butcher some of the names here, but we're going to get through them. But uh, 
So the following morning, we, dis we discovered that the Republic forces, now calling themselves the Empire, had grounded all the interplanetary travel. Uh, we were trapped and unable to get off-world. It was about this time that one of our group discovered that I was the reason for the travel restrictions. Apparently, some Jedi had attempted to overthrow the Republic and seize control. I found this notion to be utterly ridiculous, as it went completely against all Jedi teachings. Fortunately for me, my companions agreed that this was propaganda uh, meant to distract from what we recognized as a coup, a sudden seize uh, of, of power, which also explains the new empire. There were so many unanswered questions and so much confusion. Okay. The Celestin in our group, Toki, then had an idea. It seems he had once heard of an elite team of Jedi that broke into a prison. Of course, I knew these Jedi. Skywalker and Kenobi. Oh, my God. <laughs> Knowing the... Yeah. Okay. And of their mission to rescue, rescue uh, Master, Master Even Peel. What I hadn't heard uh, was that he was in the order to fool the life form sensors. The members of the team were temporarily frozen in carbonite. Two rotations later, under the cover of night, we penetrated a small facility used to dispose wartime debris and other garbage. Within the facility, we found a fully functional carbonite chamber. The plan was simple. They would freeze me, wait a standard week for things to cool down, <laughs> uh, and then smuggle me off world. However, when I woke from my carbonite prison, I was in an entirely different place. Quickly finding my way to a console, I searched for any information on where and when I was. I was groggy, but thankfully hadn't lost my sight, a side effect I had been told was possible. I could hear blaster fire outside the door of where I was. Using the force to concentrate and focus, I discovered that I was in an Imperial storing facility on the planet of Adu. 39 years later, I found out later that a rebellion had formed to stand against the Empire, and it was a small faction of this rebellion that had raided the Imperial storehouse, trying to eliminate the small remnant of Imperials still there. Apparently, stray blaster fire hit the console that controlled the carbonite and freed me. Uninterested and unable to be any use in the firefight, I grabbed a few supplies and commandeered the first space-faring ship I could find, a Sentinel-class Imperial landing craft shuttle. Uh, it seems that the Imperial captain that had been inhabiting the base had come to the same idea as I had, to take the ship and get off planet. This was the obvious conclusion I had arrived at, for the cargo area of the shuttle was filled with food, rations, uh, armament, and even generous measures of credits and other treasures. I proceeded to travel to the planet Anaxis, where some of the Republic ships had been manufactured during the start of the Clone Wars. Abandoned by the Galactic Empire, I found a small shipyard that I hoped could meet my needs. I spent a year on Anaxis, sold my Imperial shuttle, and after storing all of that um, I'm, I'm sorry, after storing all that was on board, of course, and patiently awaited the completion of the of construction of a new ship of my own design. Wow, the razor wing photos attached, which yes, that sweet. Th those were cool. So we had like uh, I think they were built out of Legos, <laughs> which is so cool. Um, drawing inspiration from Fire Spray 31 attacked craft, I designed this ship to be able to seat two outfitted with a hyperdrive and a trio of the best sublight engines on the market. This ship is one of the fastest in its class, equipped with quad laser cannons and a set of two ion cannons and a pair of heavy, heavy turbo cannons. It also uh, was heavily armored 
uh, and armed. It is truly one of a kind. Okay. Over the course of uh, my year on an axis, I learned many things about what had transpired during my years of sleep. I learned of the fall of the Republic, the Empire, the heroes of the Rebellion, and the, and the revelation that stunned me most of all. One of our own, Anakin Skywalker, fell to the dark side and sought to erase the Jedi from the galaxy's memory. I tried to find his son, Luke, but could not. Rumor was he had started training a new generation of Jedi, but quite... <laughs> Dude, I'm getting like chills over here. This is like insane. <laughs> so, this is like this is like legit. This is level. legit. It's legit. Um, but uh, for some reason, he had then disappeared. For uh, so for the last ten years, I have traveled the galaxy, married a wife, and now have three sons to whom I am teaching the ways of the Force. I've made my way working and repairing ships uh, and other things while using the credits I previously obtained to commission a new uh, frigate to accommodate my family. For the time being, they stay on the planet we have adopted as our home, a planet I'll not disclose in case this transmission is intercepted by the newest faction that's threaten, threatening the rise, um, that's threatening the galaxy, the First Order. My new ship should be completed within the next several months. I'll transmit images of it when finished. Holy cow. Woo! That's awesome. I mean, that's such a sick. Imagine that, you know, uh, being put away in, in carbonite and then waking up after the uh, everything's over. And, and you're, now you're so you went from the prequels, skip right over the originals. You weren't there. It explains why you weren't there. And here you are uh, in the sequel era and you're training your sons in the ways of the force. That's uh, such a great story. <laughs> so, cool. yeah. Uh, so here we go. Uh, what would you do? Dude, I don't know. That's that's the thing. We need more. Like, I I don't know. He sought out Master Skywalker, but he's he sought out Anakin's son, but he's he's gone. He's you know we yeah. can't find him. So, um, all right. So in in real life, my name is Robert, and I've been a Star Wars fan since I can remember. My earliest memory was watching The Empire Strikes Back with my dad and brother on TV at Christmas. We also had the special edition box set of the original trilogy on VHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, I always thought the box was neat since it was the profile of Vader's helmet. My brother and I still regularly discuss theories in Star Wars and the Marvel Universe. Uh, we even have a group chat with his girlfriend and a few of my coworkers to discuss our nerd slash geek interests. <laughs> uh, I am anticip- well, we have a Discord for that. We do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am anticipating the rise of Skywalker, although sadly with some feelings of uh, apprehension. Uh, I feel as though there have been many missed opportunities and missteps in the new trilogy. Though I loved Rogue One and enjoyed Solo, I believe one of the fundamental flaws within the Star Wars mythos is that they haven't clearly defined the end goal. Balancing the Force actually actually is. Um, I am an or- mm-hmm. I'm an ordained minister of the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, Amen. Of Baptist flavor. There we go. We were actually just talking hey, about... Me, hey, that's what, hey, that's what I grew up at. Yeah, we were just talking about that before the show, too. That's, that's yeah, kind of funny. Um, I remember reading an article some years ago in which George Lucas described the general story um, his uh, in his vision of Star Wars. I'm not sure what his background was or is, but his description uh, was more of a Christian-esque view that balance is achieved when the practitioners of the dark side are gone. This lines up more with the biblical teachings that the Lord Jesus will return and put it in to send the world and the devil. Let's go. Can mm-hmm. I get can I get an amen over there? 
You can, hey man, you can get an amen. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, that, that's just that's the religion as and I grew up with, you know. So that's our background. That's too. where we're. That's yeah. where we're at. You know, yeah. um, we support all. Re- we support all religions. Yeah, show, yeah, exactly. We do. Yeah, we just shout out there to our upbringing. Um, what mm-hmm. has since replaced this uh, idea in Star Wars is the Eastern line of thought that suggests that light and dark coexist and that there cannot be one without the other. When you shift gears like that and do not define where you're headed, you end up leaving your audience in a place of confusion, which is one of the reasons I believe Star Wars has been floundering in recent years. Uh, One of several, but enough of that. Okay. And, you know, I mean, actually, I was thinking about um, a book series that I'm not going to mention that we're currently reading, getting ready for for 2020, and that is some of what... uh, yeah, that that eternal struggle, good versus evil, um, both coexisting. That's that's also an element or a theme that's in that as well, uh, Sir Matt. So yeah. we're gonna have to we'll have to talk about that more. But uh, let's talk about the rise of Skywalker. I have a few thoughts as to where I believe I would like to or where I would like to see the story go, based on supposed leaks, theories I have heard. No doubt you've read about or at least know about uh, Palpatine's contingency plan should the Empire fall. And we do. Uh, I feel like every time now I hear the I hear the phrase uh, contingency plan, I have to give a shout out to the contingency uh, plan. David Fogel, our buddy yeah. David Fogel, it's over there. Plan podcast. You guys got to check him out, man. Um, so uh, let's see here. The aftermath series novels, as well as the Star Wars Battlefront game, give many details as to what the contingency was and how it was to be executed. I believe too much has been said and developed about this plan for it to be ignored in the final installment of the Skywalker saga. And, you know, that's a good point. Like, it is was a big push by Disney early on. And, and the more I thought about it, you know, when I'm watching, and I'm, I'm just going to do a quick aside here, so I apologize, Robert, but it's like something I talked about with David, actually, was that all this stuff happened a couple years ago before The Last Jedi came out and around the time of, well, before The Force Awakens came out. So I'm sitting mm-hmm. here thinking... Did they actually have this planned out? Was there because I I for some I have been a little critical in that I I thought maybe they didn't have an end goal, you know, on, on this whole thing. I, I or with in regards to Palpatine or I I thought they had to call an audible because of Carrie Fisher's death. You know, that's really that's what I thought too. Yeah, that's 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 where I'm at. I I I've always felt that they've had they've had a plan and then Carrie Fisher's death. They're like, well, we got to adjust. Right, right, and that's maybe that's not the case. Maybe. Maybe there's not as much of an adjustment as we think there was going to be, so that'd be interesting to, yeah, to learn about. So, uh, for your consideration, I submit these thoughts, theories, and musings. But please, should I somehow be correct in any of my assumptions, uh, allow me to drop a spoiler alert. Well, you know what? Good for you because Uh-oh. we often don't. <laughs> we just spoil. We don't. Things. We just. We just. We just let it fly. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we we fly. We fly casual here. We do. We do. As is known for spoiling stuff on the internet. Actually, go back to Rebels. Um, you know, mm-hmm. The last season, I spoiled a bunch of stuff for the for the internet. Uh, people hated me for a, a good month there. That's fine. Um, uh, people hate us. People hate us anyway. Yeah. So there's nothing. <laughs> nothing we can do. What we gotta that. do? Uh, yeah. Shout out to Imperial Senate Podcast. They they love mm-hmm. me over there. Um, <laughs> I hope. Shout out. Hey, shout out to the haters. Shout out. That's right. Um, I hope Rise of Skywalker will open with the Knights of Ren returning to board Kylo Ren's Star Destroyer. We find Kylo Ren has been trying to amass and consolidate his hold over the galaxy. Going along with his philosophy of letting the past die, he has gone about with his face fully revealed, the new face of the First Order. 
The Knights of Ren, on the other hand, have been on a mission as a part of Palpatine's contingency to remake the Empire into the First Order, with the ultimate goal of bringing back the Emperor and restoring him to power. I would add that, for this to be plausible, not everyone could know the endgame of the contingency plan. I would say Snoke would be aware, since he would serve as the interim head of state. Um, let's see, he... let's see. Uh, may or may not know, but I think Kylo and the Knights of Ren would definitely have to be in the loop to, in, in, in some regard, right? Uh, this explains the absence of the Knights during the events of The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. They return with the Wayfinder, a device they can use to find either the object they're ultimately seeking or, if J.J. Abrams was so inclined, a person or creature that could point them to the coordinates uh, for said object or device. Having an, having an oracle of sorts in this instance would seem an unnecessary extra step, but who knows, could be interesting. Personally, I'd rather have them searching for something we've never seen before on screen, a holocron, okay? That's, yeah. We've talked, yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool to have that on screen. Um, in my uh, imagining here, the Knights of Ren would be made up of a couple of former students of Luke's Jedi Academy, Call back to Luke telling uh, of what happened and uh, a, a few of the acolytes of the Beyond. So we, we've actually heard rumor that Luke will be doing some mm -hmm. action sequences. Oh, I think he will. Yeah, with some of his students. So uh, I would have them be dark side fanatics enamored with the idea of bringing back Palpatine. Their desire, their will, even their appearance all shows their devotion to the Sith and the dark side. Because of Kylo's change of heart in The Last Jedi, where he decided to let the past die and take control of the First Order for himself, he has stopped wearing his mask as seen in The Last Jedi. The Knights of Ren, being fanatics, question him about the absence of his mask, which pressures him into reforging it. This sets up a diverging path for Kylo Ren and the rest of the First Order. So again, this is just a theory. This is, this is pretty cool. Just an idea of how the Knights mm -hmm. of Ren are going to play in, into this contingency plan with Palpatine. Uh, let's see here. I think it would be a very, a very interesting twist if we found out that Luke actually did have a daughter and that Kylo generally did care for her, and that after his turn, while Luke was unconscious in the wreckage of the temple, uh, Kylo set fire to the temple, but not before taking young Rey, wiping her mind, and dropping her on Jakku. Uh, if he generally did not want harm to come to her, then the safest thing for him to do would be to take her out of the equation and drop her on the most uh, nowhere uh, planet in the galaxy. This would yeah. yeah. This would explain why no one recognized her in The Force Awakens, because everyone who knew her believed her to be dead. Also, it gives context to Kylo asking, what girl? In the same movie, in uh, his recognizing her and saying, it is you. In the novelization, true. He does seem he does seem to be somewhat familiar with her. In, he does. Yeah. No. Movie. Yeah. He absolutely does. Yeah. Um, let's see. Ultimately, the end goal of the contingency would have to be bringing Palpatine back. The object being sought after being a device powered by the dark side that has the power to, for lack of a better term, perform an essence transfer. It makes sense for Palpatine's character. Why put in a motion? Uh, why put in motion a plan to destroy and rebuild the Empire bigger and stronger if the plan isn't also for you to come back and rule it? Wouldn't it make sense, uh, wouldn't it make the most sense if it was revealed that Palpatine's plan was also to rule forever? 
This would explain why he wanted Anakin as his apprentice to take over his younger, force-powered body. Uh, the battle with Obi-Wan put that plan on hold until Luke showed up, and then uh, what did the Emperor want? To make Luke his new apprentice to replace Vader. Okay. Um, in Legends, Sith could not become Force ghosts, but their spirits could inhabit objects or haunt certain places strong in the dark side. What if Palpatine's essence latched onto the nearest thing after he fell down the Death Star shaft? What if he latched onto Vader's helmet? Uh, then it's not Kylo's grandfather speaking to him, but rather Sidious masquerading as Anakin to deceive Kylo into bringing him back in order to take over his body and rule that's, the galaxy. That's a really good idea. Yeah, and a lot of people have said, right, that they believe he's, when he's speaking to the helmet or he's talking to whoever there, that it's probably not Anakin. That's that's the piece that's been left out. I mean, everyone lied to him and bloodline. No, he didn't know right. who Vader was, and so he doesn't know the full story. So there's that. Yeah. Um, okay, so if it were true, Snoke would have to have a willing participant, a stand-in head of state until Palpatine could return. Uh, let's see. With Kylo's betrayal, though, no one would be left that knew the ultimate purpose and goal of the First Order, not just to conquer the galaxy, but to restore their Imperial leader. Consequently, Kylo Ren's Sith-like betrayal of Snoke would make him the perfect candidate for a new apprentice slash host body for the Emperor. Okay, something else of interest, it's pointed, it's pointed out in the novel Lords of the Sith that the galaxy has, um, as a whole, did not know that Palpatine was a Sith. In fact, it was a pretty well-kept secret that he was even Force-sensitive. In that novel, the only ones that knew he wasn't uh, a decrepit, you know, old man, uh, as, as he appeared, besides Vader, were his Imperial Guards. So besides Vader, his Imperial Guards know. Uh, in the final season of Rebels, the Emperor appears to Ezra as a hologram uh, of an old man, arrayed in white and looking very good guyish. <laughs> uh, what if, because of the Emperor's failure, after all... His years of cunning and careful planning and manipulation, Palpatine's plan is to come back as a Sith Emperor in the open, no longer hiding who he really is, ready to exact his vengeance on the entire galaxy, hence the Sith fleet and the Sith troopers. So just some, some thoughts, some things to think about and discuss. I enjoy your podcast. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on my theory and ramblings. Good day, Robert Skyrider, our Jedi Knight. Thoughts? Wow. Man, he says a lot of really good points there. Um, you know, I think one that's one that I think is really interesting is is the idea that you know Palpatine latching on to possibly Darth Vader's helmet mm -hmm. um, or or something there in order to kind of preserve himself. Uh, because I mean, how is you know how is Palpatine still alive? Right? He there he like. You know, whether it's the Darth Maul treatment, he just happens to survive the, you know, the Death Star like exploding and falling down and yeah. being thrown down an elevator shaft and all of that stuff. Somehow he is still alive, we think, you know, obviously it could just be a big ruse. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't think so. But, you know, going back to where he was talking actually a little bit about something about um, 
you know, Snoke and something I was just kind of thinking about uh, as you were reading that is. Is like kind of the formation of the Knights of Ren, really, Mm -hmm. Um, because it's like clearly the resistance, you know, or to the or, you know, whatever you want to call the 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 beginnings of the First Order. It's time to bring back the Empire, trying to try to bring that would have had to have been going on. Um, And then, you know, because Kylo Ren was training as a Jedi. Yeah. So it's not like Kylo Ren was like the Knights of Ren and all these guys existed until, you know, Kylo Ren, we think, right? We don't really know. We were going to find out more with that comic that comes out right before um, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think I, I think it might be interesting, you know, if, if, if we get a little bit of that about how, you know, was, was Snoke like an operative in the First Order? You know, and then he realizes, you know, if we really want to do this right, we're going to need some powerful Sith or some powerful force users. Yeah. And if that influences in there as well. Yeah, I think the you're right. The and, and you know, um, Jedi Knight Skyrider here is also, as you said, the, the interesting point is, is the Knights of Ren and in their origin story. Right. How did right. they come to be? Do they fit into this contingency plan? Uh, which which is because we've seen old imperial you know star destroyers and so we're like wait a second you know th- there's this whole fleet what looks like a whole fleet out there of these things and and they're not first order uh we know that even in the mandalorian it seems like that's after so it what we're seeing in the mandalorian just so everyone understands and I, i'm pretty sure if, if i'm wrong about this let me know but i'm pretty sure the events that are we're going to see in the Mandalorian are taking place after any of the stuff in the book, the aftermath series, the Battle of Jakku, all of that stuff has taken place, and the First Order, the the remnants of the Battle of Jakku in in that book that we read, Empire's End, they're gone. To, they have they have gone to the unknown regions to set up the First Order. So then, flash forward a year or so later, or however long, and you have now right. the Mandalorian, and we still see Imperials dug in. Fighting and resisting and their their holdouts. So maybe they're, I don't know if that's a separate group or if they're just uh, they didn't get the memo. They didn't meet up with everybody else. But there, there's there's still factions out there. There are the acolytes uh, who were still in. They're not in the unknown region. They're still just fixated on on the dark side and uh, bringing Palpatine or Vader back. They're looking up all those right. relics artifacts. So yeah, that's a good point. It's uh, that the Knights of Ren. How do they? How did they come to be? It's like an order. It's like a group of mm-hmm. individuals. And uh, Kylo Ren is the head of of the Knights of Ren. It's just yeah, kind of interesting. So we'll- you know, que- question question for you here. You know, something else uh, when he he was talking about like you know that maybe the misguidance of the balancing of the force. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, so hear me out. So Episode Seven, right, is called. The Force Awakens. Yeah. And, you know, what if Palpatine has been in slumber and, and like, it's a ray that awakens, right, you know, we, we think, with the Force, or it could even be Luke, you know? Ray shows up, and then maybe the Force awakens in Luke at the end there, you know? It's always kind of like, you know, the titles of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. No, The Last Jedi. Is it Ray who's now the Last Jedi? Is it Luke, who was the Last Jedi? Yeah. Um, Return of the Jedi. Is it Luke coming back? Is it uh, Anakin coming you know, or Luke turning, becoming a Jedi, uh, Anakin becoming back, going back to a Jedi. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just kind of interesting, the idea of the yeah. Force Awakens. And 
you know, something I'm th- I, I was just, I'm thinking about here is, you know, what if we, you know, if Luke is going to be in it, what if we get like that kind of throwback to Episode Four where Luke tells Ray to use the Force, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, like and but Ray is being called by the dark side, and Kylo Ren, oddly enough, is a dark side being called by the light side. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's I think it's interesting that that's kind of like the difference between the two. And yeah. I really hope that comes to play in this movie. And that may that may be like something that that goes in and like because I think the whole balancing of the force issue is going to be something that's discussed in this. Yeah. Well, OK. Actually, that it's a good bridge into we, we have another thought here from uh, from Robert. He, he kind of sent us a follow up. And I wanted to read this because right. it is it is interesting. It does talk about the ending in, in the rise of Skywalker. And what does that that title mean? As you say, the return mm-hmm. of the Jedi is that Luke coming back he, he's he's the new jedi or is it anakin returning to the light side and i think right. the rise of skywalker is going to have some dual meaning uh that title is going to be have have dual purpose so here we go uh greetings once again i did not anticipate transmitting another message to you so soon after the last lengthy message that's fine we're still getting caught up on them so this is great uh in my haste i forgot to ask you the thing that i was most excited about which was uh kevin smith's visit to the set of the rise of skywalker he was told that the final scene slash sequence would be mind melting. This got me thinking of how could uh, or what could be the best way to tie up all nine saga films and bring them to a close. Here's my final sequence. So here we go. Uh, the day is saved. Our heroes are victorious. Palpatine is vanquished and Skywalker has risen. I think the only way to justify bringing Palpatine Bringing back Palpatine is to also bring back Anakin and have him reveal himself to Kylo as a light side force ghost. He's right. By the way, all the cancellations. That would be epic. Yeah, all the cancellations of Hayden Christensen, uh, you know, mm-hmm. with, with, with. Uh, oh, he's definitely in it. He's in he's, it. He's, he's in it. He's There's in it. No and they're trying to save him from, from uh, public stuff right now, like Disney's canceling panels because they don't want him to slip up and spoil something. So it's it's there. Uh, which, in conjunction with my previous message, would complement nicely with Kylo finding out it's been Palpatine speaking to him through Vader's helmet all those years. Rey travels to Coruscant and lands outside the Jedi Temple. She makes her way up the stairs, past the monuments of the entrance. So this is the end scene again. Past the monuments mm-hmm. of the interest, entrance to the temple, shots of her walking through, a, through the quarters of the temple until she finally reaches the council chamber. The doors open, the sun setting, and the traffic bustling through the window in the background. As she takes her mm-hmm. seat in the Grand Master's chair, oh boy, a quartet of force ghosts appear, two on either side. On one hand, Anakin and Luke, and on the other, Yoda and Obi-Wan. The shot focuses in on the five, Ray preparing to rebuild the Jedi Order, and the screen cuts to black. Cue the music. That's pretty good. That's that's epic. That's a, that's pretty epic. That's pretty good. I, I like that. Um, and, and and I think what's what's neat is we have talked a lot about yeah, it's Luke Skywalker that's going to rise. But this George has always said this is a story about Anakin Skywalker, and and his and his son and his grandkids and his family. So he's the head of that family, uh, and so for him, man, I, it would be so epic. For, because I talked, I don't know, this is months ago. I was like, who taught Luke all this stuff? Who taught Luke how to force project? Who has been teaching Luke? And, I mean, I know that the, he learns it in the EU when you look at how he learned things uh, a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. Well, I, I know. Where, I know. I know right where you're going. Yeah. It's just, it's just like I, I, I have a feeling Anakin came back and was teaching him. Right. What do you think? Absolutely. I'm 100 percent with you because, I mean, we see him as a force ghost. And, you know, so he's probably so Luke's got Anakin, Obi-Wan and Yoda teaching him. Yeah. At least we, it could be more. Yeah. Yes. So, I, don't I know. mean, you know, he does try to kill. He does try to kill, you know, his nephew. So maybe Mace Windu shows up at some point. It's like, hey, here I got some Jedi teachings, too. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. OK. Holy cow. OK. OK. Um, Sweet. So that was all from Robert Skyrider. Uh, Jed and I really appreciate that. Honestly, look, looking forward to more stuff from him, and and uh, I, I hope he's interested in watching the Mandalorian because this was well written, and I I really, really like um, the way his mind works here. So this is good. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Hey, well, we got one here from uh, Nate Edison here, so um, I can I can read this one since okay. you read that really long last one. Hey, Matt Nez, hope you're doing well. My name is Nate, but you can call me Netty. This is going to be a long transmission, so if it makes it out of the podcast, feel free to skip parts as you see fit. Okay, well, thanks, Nate. That was a great uh, yeah, yeah, okay. transmission. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that transmission. <laughs> Um, I've been listening to a couple of your guys' podcasts for a while now. I found Box Trick a little over a year ago uh, while looking for a good podcast to break up the monotony of all the travel I do for work. I quickly listened to all there was to offer, and I heard Matt reference his Star Wars podcast, Rebel Watch. I started listening to that and quickly became one of my favorites. It saddens me that Rebel Watch is gone. Uh, It doesn't really sadden me that much, um, but (laughs) glad (laughs) the flame and crazy theories and being uh, continued here in hyperspace hang out. You're very welcome. Uh, keep up the good work well thank you um origins here i don't have uh, too exciting of an origin story with star wars but figured i would share anyway i was born in the mid 90s so my first vague memory was seeing phantom menace menace in theaters when i was about four and while i probably did not understand much of what was going on i remember being absolutely captivated by the lightsaber duel with darth maul from there my love only grew and i remember begging my parents um or bugging my parents until they took me to see episode two and three when they came out in theaters. I got really into the games, especially the original two Battlefront games and the Lego Star Wars games. I found that my passion for the franchise was was reignited even more as the new movies came out, and I am so glad I found the hyperspace community to share my love of the franchise. Can't wait until this fall for The Mandalorian, Fallen Order, Rise of Skywalker, and the new Lego game next year. Probably excited uh, for that than a dude in his 20s should be. I don't know, man. I'm excited for it, too, and I'm in, I'm in my 30s. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at my heart, I'm really like eight. So, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> some people uh, may be negative, but I think the future of Star Wars is looking bright. I agree. Yeah theory so i've been thinking through a fan theory over the past couple of months and figured i'd share also shout out to you uh to your mace windu versus palpatine for helping me put some of these pieces together also minor spoilers for vader dark lord of the sith comic line so spoiler alert has been set so i believe the final issue of the aforementioned vader comic confirmed that good old sheev did indeed use the force to create anakin Given this and knowing just how much of a mastermind planner Palpy is, it led me to think if everyone surrounding Anakin, including his creation, was all part of a plan. To start, Palpatine is talking with Dooku or even Qui-Gon, and given their great interest in the prophecies of the Jedi Order, one of them let slip the prophecy of the Chosen One. They either tell Palpatine the full prophecy or he finds another copy of it. 
Plagueis has been shown to collect records, maybe a copy of the prophecy. Upon reading of it, uh, Palpatine gets an idea. Not only can he destroy the Jedi using a clone army that he has planned, but he can get an apprentice on the inside to destroy them from within. Believing the prophecy to simply be superstition, using his knowledge of creating life, learn from his master, Palpatine chooses a mother on a, repo- on a remote, non-Republic world of Tatooine. Controlled by the Huts, is likely that no Jedi or any Republic agent will discover the child until he desires for the child to be found. That being said, he knows that Jedi pick their students at a young, basically infant age, to prevent them from developing attachments to their family. Palpatine figures let the child develop attachments as they can easily be leveraged against him in the future to turn into the dark side. Roughly uh, one one thing real quick here mm-hmm. before he gets going. I do think uh, well, yeah, he kind of says it here a little bit, but it is something interesting to think about that. You know, they talk about how Tatooine's relatively close to Naboo. Mm-hmm. So being from Naboo, you would know that you would think, oh, you know, if I created this diversion here, they needed some place to go away. Tatooine would obviously be the place they would go. Yeah. So okay. That's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's just interesting. You know what I mean? Like and he he's a, he's able to start it from his planet because he's the senator there. So mm-hmm. that's just interesting. So yeah. um, anyway. Roughly nine years pass. Anakin is now a young boy. This is the best chance to ensure the Order will will still accept the child while ensuring he has some attachments with his mother. So while putting into his motion to plans to create a cloaked army and seize the Chancellorship via trade blockade of Naboo, um, at the same time he spreads rumors, either directly or through the other channels, of a tremor in the Force on Tatooine to a Jedi he knows will not obey the Council and will investigate on his own curiosity. One who has brought back a Force-sensitive child in the past to be his Padawan. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The Maverick. Uh, you know, Quentin Voss uh, uh, investigate Tatooine in search of this supposed uh, tremor in the Force while bending... Um, Blending in with a local clientele. However, something um, neither Palpatine nor Voss counted on was Valorum sending two Jedi to interfere at Naboo and end up on Tatooine. This ultimately ends up being better, as who better to believe the child conceived of the Force would be the chosen one than the master obsessed with prophecies, Qui-Gon fucking Jinn. Mm-hmm. Um, lead, uh, lead into the remainder of the events of Episode 1. Ten years pass, Palpatine's clone army has now been created and has gotten close to Anakin. As he watches his career closely, um, during this time, Palpatine learns of Anakin's feelings for Padme and makes note, also helping to encourage his affections to go against the Order's teachings on attachment. Finally, he decides to give Anakin his first real push towards the dark side. He either kidnaps Shmi Skywalker and delivers her to the Tusken Raiders or persuades the Tuscans to kidnap her all the while projecting nightmares of her torture to Anakin the entire time. Finally, Anakin goes to investigate, finds his mother tortured to death, and gives into his hate, slaughtering the Tuscans. Um, at some point within the next three years, Anakin confines in this transgression to Palpatine, who encourages the behavior of revenge attitude, as noted in Episode 3. Finally, upon learning that Padme is pregnant with Anakin's child and the Clone Wars are nearing their end, he sets forth the final aspects of his plan. He orders General Grievous and Dooku to kidnap Chancellor Palpatine. I always believe that Dooku knew Palpatine's true identity and thus Palpatine was not at risk during the plan. Um, Plus, he could probably kill Grievous with a flick of his hand if he wanted. (laughs) 
Obi-Wan and Anakin show up to rescue Palpatine. Anakin and Dooku have their final duel. Palpatine pushes Anakin into striking down Dooku as another act of giving into his hate. He tries to convince Anakin not to leave Obi-Wan, but Anakin refuses. This shows Palpatine that while the hour is almost a time, Anakin needs an extra push over the edge. Therefore, he begins infiltrating Anakin's dreams, thus um, showing him Palpatine dying in childbirth, continuing this, accelerating Anakin's difficulties with the Council and letting him know of the power to save the one he loved with the force finally he reveals himself to anakin who decides to turn palpatine over to the council palpatine senses the confusion and the conflict in anakin and knows anakin is ready to turn when the jedi show up to arrest him he quickly eliminates three of the four but he realizes he cannot eliminate mace not yet rather he gives mace a taste of the power to show him how dangerous he is as well as allowing himself to become disfigured to show the senate and the republic the attack the jedi have committed in their treason as he lies air quote helpless before mace anakin uh completes his destiny and strikes down master windu anakin kneels before him becoming darth vader finally his plan for the ultimate apprentice is complete Together with his apprentice and Order 66, the Jedi are whipped out and the Republic is uh, reorganized into the First Galactic Empire. Finally, all his planning comes to fruition. I'm sure there are some parts I overlooked and some that I have not gone through with all the canon material, so there could be some facts I completely overlooked. Anyway, I thought it would be sharing my ramblies uh, that occur in my brain. Thanks for reading and on the podcast, and may the Force be with you. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah, the, uh, the only one thing I will say is I'm. Um, he says here about um, with Dooku. Um, Dooku definitely knew who Palpatine was. He says I always believe that Dooku knew Palpatine's true identity because he looks to Sidious right before Anakin's about to kill him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm. I'm pretty sure that's that's a fact, right? Like he. De- yeah, Dooku he definitely does. knows. He does. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I think it's even uh, if you want to get outside the movies and uh, comics and Clone Wars and stuff like that too. I think it was. It was in there as well. So, um, real quickly. So, actually, Nate uh, hit me up on on Facebook here, and he was he was talking about uh, his his Ray clone theory. So, I, I have a message from him here where he just talks about. So, based on everything that we have here, and the idea that Palpatine can create a force uh, being, you know, can create Anakin, and maybe did create Anakin. Um, I still, I still don't like to accept that, but it, it very well may be based on that comic that he referenced. Right. Um, so, so whether Ray is a clone or maybe Ray is another version of Anakin, or not, not Anakin himself, but maybe he created Ray too. Who knows? So, the the Ray clone theory is is kind of running wild, and he said, just you know, wanted to, wanted me to remember that. Hey, we talked about that you know months ago, which we did. Uh, he goes on to kind of say that he honestly feels like there's an there's a cloning facility inside the old Death Star, which I thought was cool because maybe that new Death Star that they were building, maybe Palpatine was working towards something else, and maybe he maybe the yeah. the reason the production was going slower is because he was putting in other things, other elements into it. So maybe there was a cloning facility there. It's 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 the size of a moon, right? A small moon. Uh, yeah, it's, I but mean, it's, it's, but it's, it's no moon. moon. It's it's yeah. not a moon. It's yeah, not right. a moon. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, don't 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 be confused. Don't be confused. Right. Yeah, it's it's, it's no moon. Yeah. Um, he said. Uh, Plus, the new Sith trooper uniforms appear to be female. 
I could be stretching the theory too far, but it feels like Rey was made from scratch as a prototype for this new Sith army. So this is kind of tying yeah. in with what Robert said earlier. On another note, the rise of Skywalker is totally Luke. So here we go. We're getting two different uh, ideas here. Robert was kind of thinking mm. more Anakin. Uh, Nate's thinking more uh, Luke. I assume the final the final battle of the film uh, is going to be a dualistic showdown between Rey slash Kylo fighting in the flesh while Palpatine slash Luke fight in the spiritual realm. Uh, the rising is Luke becoming more powerful than ever imaginable, but also a dead force ghost, right? Um, he, he finishes here by saying, J.J. and Kathleen won't let the movie fail. It's going to be an insane showing off with all the nerdy details we crave. Without without a doubt, Episode Nine will fill in major details and make episodes, Episode Eight's narrative better. Uh, the sequel trilogy will be mm-hmm. enjoyable as a whole after this. And I like that's I, I'm hopeful. I mean, I think I think I think a lot of people feel that way about um, Episode Three is. You know, a lot of people did not like episode one, did not like episode two, and then episode three, I mean, is really good. So I think it, yeah, it, it could, really, um, yeah. And, it, and it's just different. You know, like I, I look at The Force Awakens now. I love watching that movie. I don't know why. I just, yeah, I, The Force it's Awakens. Very enjoyable. So The Force Awakens is good. Yeah, yeah. But, it's anyways, a, it's yeah, a good movie. I, I think you do need to see the, the complete arc. We got to see, you know, the, the first act, second, and the third. And, right. And, and hopefully. A lot of tie-in is, is, is happening here. So, um, but anyways, yeah. So we appreciate that. We appreciate his his thoughts. Also, uh, shout out to him and his his wife who do a podcast called Married with Mouse Ears. If you guys want to check that out, it's Married with mm-hmm. Mouse Ears. So kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know, uh, Matt. I mean, thoughts here on just this. Uh, any other thought? Well, okay. Actually, before you give your thoughts, I wanted to mention one thing. He talked about Quinlan Voss. And mm-hmm. he taught the idea is uh, there's a there's an image out there. Quinlan Voss is in episode one. It's uh, it's a character who's behind Sebulba. And later on, I don't know if they did this at the time or if this was intended or what. Have right. You, but that character then turned into a Jedi um, who then is also kind of persuaded, you know, kind of dabbles in to join in, on yeah, the dark side. Dabbles, stuff. dabbles yeah. in dark arts a little bit. Yeah. So so maybe it, again, it kind of works out that, OK, Qui-Gon comes across Anakin that's even better than the original plan that he had he had constructed uh and that could that could be the light side of the force trying to balance what Palpatine had intended send Qui-Gon there this this uh, beacon of light and uh this you know hero for the light side and it, it that's something that'll stick and strike uh, with Anakin and yeah. maybe keep him more grounded in, in, in on the light side of the force than he would have been. I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing that out there to add on to to what he's he's saying here. But right, it's interesting. You know what's 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 crazy is if Palpatine is the mastermind that we think he is, and it's it's like how big? Okay, how much of the plan did he know? Like like did he really have this all planned out? Is he really that good? That's and nothing to what you know. I'm not uh, not picking on what Nate said here. It's like I think some people. Who are Palpatine fans argue? Yes, yes, he is. He is, he is the Dark Lord who brought down the Jedi Order. Did he do that by accident? No, he did not. He sat across from Master Yoda. He sat directly across from him, and laughed in his face. He did. Laughed he did. in his face. Hey, I say it all the time. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, yeah, we have trivia questions coming on that. By the way, I've got some. So. 
you know, be ready for Perfect. trivia on the on the Jedi Council during the prequels. But anyways, all right, let's let's move on to some other um uh you know transmissions here. We'll come back to that because I kind of keep circling back to some of these guys and their thoughts. Uh, I just think it's it's interesting. That's sort of the narrative that that Palpatine has set up everything and he's got this plan. It's all kind of worked mm-hmm. out. I think what is an unknown or what maybe Palpatine didn't anticipate was that Padme would live or not, not that she would live long enough to have children and right. those children. Maybe that's something that he didn't foresee being the undoing of his own creation. Right. So he if he did create Anakin, well, then it's Anakin's creation that actually comes back to haunt Palpatine and it's his 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 son and his daughter and then Anakin's grandkids who are still haunting Palpatine. Who they might as well call him Papaw, if that's the they, case. Uh, Papatine. Pa, pa, yeah, Papatine. <laughs> so <laughs> somebody hashtag that. That's great. Hash, hashtag Papatine. Oh gosh. So anyways, there's that. Um let's move on. We got a, we got another transmission here from Jerry. Uh, and I believe Jerry is from, oh man, let me, let me go back and look here. I think we had a, is he our Norway or Sweden listener? We had somebody, do you remember that transmission where we had somebody who was from, uh, who listened to us? Yeah. Greetings from Finland. Wow. I said every other country wow, except okay. for Finland. Uh, and he says, yes, uh, you have listeners here too. So that's awesome. Uh, let me make sure that's him. Yeah, it's Jerry. So he said, uh. Hi, I had to write and tell you my theory about Episode 9, Dark Ray. First of all, thank you for the podcast. It's fun to listen to. But now, on to the theory. First, I don't think that the Dark Ray is any vision. And I hope that I'm right. Uh, too much, too many visions uh, are already in the saga. Ray and mm-hmm. Kylo Ren are both clones. Hold on a second here. Hold the phone. Wow. <laughs> Ray, let me say that again. Ray and Kylo Ren are both clones. Yeah. Uh, and, and then so was Snoke. I think that they have been both found in their youth by Luke uh, or some other person from the Resistance. Han and Leia adopted Ben Solo. Luke has always been uh, has always been the only one who has believed the best in, in people. Uh, Vader, right? Mm-hmm. His father's for, for, mm-hmm. for reference. And that is why he had uh, the fear over Ben because he was a clone. So if he knew that, I see where he's going with this, is that maybe it's it's outside of knowing about the Clone Wars and knowing that a clone could be, there could be something there in the mind or, or I don't want to call it like a sub, a sub uh, routine, what, what's the word, sub program, I don't know, in, mm-hmm. in, a, in a clone mind that, that he could yeah. be upset about. Uh, let's continue on here, though. Also, it uh, it really explains Rey's dark vision in The Last Jedi when she saw only herself in the endless line. And that is why the dark Rey is also a clone, uh, but remained uh, clone in Palpatine's... Yeah, but remained a clone in Palpatine's group, maybe? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. the last is the eyes. Now they released the poster where Palpatine's eyes uh, are glowing yellow as was all the rest of the Sith. Neither Snoke nor Kylo Ren uh, have those and I think it's because of the artificial form. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the good podcast, Jerry. You know, what I'll say to Jerry is is this. To make this work, 
and and because I, I love people who can think outside of the box and you know, that's why I said hold the phone there right I mean Ray and Kylo being a clone Ray we talk about we're like okay sure okay what the reason he's bringing Kylo Ren in as a clone is because he want I think the reason is like you want to explain why would Luke draw his lightsaber on his nephew unless he knew there was something there that he couldn't stop or that it was outside of his control and it's one of those things like there's that he realizes he is a clone or something's revealed to him through the force right and, right right and so he does that now it, we do know that Leia was in the books pregnant according to the books so there could have been a loss of child there or there could there have could been be. another child well, do we I mean do we know beyond a shadow of a doubt yeah no we that we he's, don't. That he's not. I mean, we do, do we? Do we? I don't think we do. No, I mean. So, so I say it's fair game. It's fair game. It's fair game. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, I mean, nothing. It's like that's what that's what Star Wars does to us. It it shocks us and and sort of like we're. I mean, if they lost a child and they found a child and, and named. That right. Child, well, you know, you know in, like, in in the and what was it the Bloodlines book? Yeah. Um, Bloodline, yeah. You know, I remember reading that a little bit of that, and you know, it's like. Leia talks about how Han Solo is just always off running around and doing his own thing. So, I mean, it's possible. Who you know, would have believed that, that, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Gee, many Christmas. Yeah, so, I don't know. Interesting interesting thought there. Um, I think we got a lot of people thinking about clones, and that's something that's that's mm-hmm. been blowing up all over the Internet. Uh, it, the, the hand, you know, we didn't mention, and again, I said I'd circle back to what people had said, because right. it takes me a second to kind of digest everything as we as we read it. Um, but something Robert said, he was talking about the hand that was floating around in The Force Awakens. That scene that was shot, that was, or that they did, that they worked on, uh, it was cut from the movie. It was supposed to be the opening scene, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, how it always starts in space, right? We get a shot in space. And right, sort of right. Like, it, that was going to be the whole uh, Luke's hand and the lightsaber and what have, what have you. And that was taken out because I think it was leaked. I think that was leaked. So if that is the case... It's kind of interesting that I don't know, like like you could, and it was used in the EU as as a way of cloning. Um, so wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if if they had a clone of Luke or someone. Could you imagine an evil Luke showing up in this? You could still do that. That'd be epic. You could still do that. I mean, that's what's crazy is the rise of Skywalker could be very dualistic. It could be a a, a an evil Luke or Hayden Christensen's still young enough to play an evil. I don't know if there's, I don't know if he has material from Vader or blood from Vader or something and he could clone a younger version of, right. Of Vader, but that'd be wild to see. I mean, that would, that would blow our minds right there. I mean, are we sure Darth Vader's dead? (laughs) I I mean, they did put him on a pyre. I mean, I don't know. Maybe just put his armor on there. I'm not sure. Uh, but Luke did put him on a pyre and, and, and burn him. Uh, so. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. I don't know. We all we all thought for the longest time Darth Maul's dead, and then we thought Palpatine's <laughs> dead, and then I mean, could you see? I could just see in the outtake. Right? I mean, at this at this point, I mean, you know, are Luke we sure walks Yoda's away. Dead? Are we sure Luke's dead? Are yeah. we sure? Yeah, L- Luke walks away. He goes back into Bright Tree Village, and he's celebrating with the Ewoks, and uh, and out in a, in the forest by himself. Vader just stands up. He's like, "Well, all right, that's done." You know, now <laughs> he's like walking around, dusting off the flames. Like, all right. Jeez, Luke, he's like, did you have to go that far? I mean, come on. Now he's like, some, he's he's calling back to his master, uh, you know, master, it is finished. Mm-hmm. He's like, it is, yeah. the deception of Skywalker is complete. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be so wild. Okay, 
Um, we have here Lord Lobel uh, has sent us a transmission, right? Transmission from CR20 mm-hmm. Troop Carrier. Uh, it says, hi, guys. I'm from the UK, and I'm a big fan of both um, both Star Wars and the podcast. Uh, my favorite film, and I'm sorry, by the way, I have to point this out. I don't know what it is in the UK, but they spell the word favorite the right way. Okay, so. What do you mean? They spell it differently. Uh, favorite is spelled. And is spelled. Yeah. And that's that's a UK thing? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of different, like. Um, oh, wow. They, they, they spell stuff. Yeah, I guess it's. Air quote the right way. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. I'm just kidding. Um, but well, they, I mean, they spell elevator L I F T, so I don't know how they how they pull that one out. <laughs> okay. Uh, my, my my favorite film is either uh, Empire or Revenge of the Sith, but it used to be uh, Phantom Menace for years. My favorite. Character. Amen. Yeah. I mean, well, pff, man, are we be. getting like? Is this a Bible podcast? Because I've been saying Amen a lot. You today. have been. I mean, Jimmy Christmas. Okay. Oh God. Well, hey, now you're referencing Christmas. Get out of here. What's wrong with you? Okay. Happy, yeah. 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 Um, but he says used to be Phantom Menace for well, years. Well, I mean, okay, you know. Uh, okay. Uh, my favorite character is Palpatine, so I find it intriguing and exciting that Palpatine will be featured in some way in this next movie. Uh, I would like to pose two questions to you two. One, do you think that the Rise of Skywalker will give the same satisfaction for fans of Star Wars as Avengers Endgame did for Marvel fans such as myself? Here's hoping. Wow. Let's um, let's just stop right there and talk about that because I think, were you satisfied with Avengers Endgame? I never really get to talk to you about this much. Well, so I watched it late, right? Because I didn't watch it when it was out because, you know, you and I were too busy with Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I like, I just got to that point where it's like, man, I, I, there was like, you know, one or two movies I'd miss and I'm just like, oh my God. And you know, all this stuff. Sure. So, um, so I watched it uh, with my girlfriend. I was like, I was like, which ones have you seen? Which ones haven't you seen? So I was like, okay, well, she like hadn't seen Ant-Man. And so I was like, okay, well, you can kind of skip Ant-Man. It's really good, um, but you should see it. And so I was like, I have seen Thor 3. I haven't seen Black Panther or Infinity War. And so, or Miss Marvel. And then the other Ant-Man movie. And yeah. so we like just plowed through it. We watched, um, we watched Thor Ragnarok. Uh, we watched Black Panther, which was not as good. I didn't think it was as great as everyone said. I mean, it was okay. I just didn't think it was like, everyone was like, dude, it's amazing. I was like, yeah, it's all right. So then I watched um, Infinity War. I did not watch Miss Marvel or the second Ant-Man movie. But so then we bought Endgame. Yeah. I think Endgame is fucking like, I almost want to say it's one of the like the single greatest pieces of cinematic like film in existence. Really? Wow. Endgame is Endgame is phenomenal. It is utterly amazing it is the perfect ending to the first like big you know mega epic arc of you know whatever avengers becomes after this but i mean it is absolutely phenomenal yeah it's an amazing it is an amazing 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 movie i love it i would give it like i don't know that i'd give it a 10 out of 10 just because like for me movies it's like to be a 10 out of 10 you got to pretty much be like jurassic park Mm-hmm. Or like the Godfather, yeah. uh, but I'd give it like a nine point nine. I mean, it's 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 yeah. right there. It's it's so good, and it's just insane to think about what they did with all of those movies and and coming together and twenty five movies. I mean, you know, it's I think it's amazing. Yeah, I got to say, I mean, because I'm actually and I know we're kind of um, taking a quick aside here, but I mean, Matt and I are are I used to be. I don't know if this is still well. We still are. We we definitely still are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I was just thinking like. 
I love D- I love the DC universe. We're DC people, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm impressed, though. I mean, I am so actually kind of proud that Marvel did what they did, and they they went start to finish, and they they kept it all cohesive and together. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. that in of itself is amazing. My students, yeah. I mean, there's really there's the really only like there's really only like two people. I mean, I, I think about when I think about um, you know, they changed out Edward Norton. Uh, and they changed, uh, you know, to Mark Ruffalo, and I always forget the guy's name. That was the first War Machine in like the very first Iron Man movie. Um, they oh. changed him for Don Don Chalita. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But that is about it for character recasts that I can think of. Yeah, it, which it, is insane. Yeah. It's insane, it, and I gotta say, I mean, I don't. I'm not arguing with what you said at all. Uh, I, I. I've always liked Marvel and I've always enjoyed it and everything. So, and I did think that I don't really have any arguments with Avengers Endgame. It was good. It was really good. I, and I, was just, I think it's great. I, I think walked it's out, ama- yeah, completely entertained. And I was like, "This is amazing." You know, I said it was amazing. I remember walking out just going like, "Wow, that's that's how you do it. That is how you do it." You had me on the edge of my seat the entire time mm-hmm. for three hours. Now the question is, do you think that Rise of Skywalker will do that? for the fans of Star Wars. I, it is such it's such a different um thing right. because this is 40 years that you're trying to tie together. And we actually have our next uh transmission is about the EU and the maybe the lack thereof of like connections to it and all this stuff. It's just so much to kind of tie together. I hope mm-hmm. they go for everything. I hope they are risky like George Lucas wants them to be. I hope they go for it all and I hope there's tons of um satisfying moments and tie back and 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 conclusion and resolution and all that stuff but i don't know it's it's hard to do it's gonna be extremely hard to do and it is something um a buddy of mine lane actually texted me a couple days ago and he was like he was like is anybody talking about the lack of or how jj is not really known for finishing you know tv shows or finishing movie series and stuff like that like he kind of gets them started he has the mystery box there. It's great. It's epic. Right. It's it's super. You're locked in, but there's no finish. He was just mm-hmm. saying this is going to be a huge task. Huge task. It is. So, it is especially because you got to make up for all Ryan Johnson's mistake. Oh, sorry. Oh um, my, what are you talking? About? <laughs> I am a Ryan Johnson loyalist over here. Okay, so <laughs> okay. Well, the, 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 I think I think that makes you. I think that, I think that makes you and him. So. Does that mean? <laughs> oh, that's a hey, that's fine with me. He was a good dude. He was a good guy. Yeah. Um. No, I, I think uh, something Nate said it too. I think I think actually this movie will help that movie uh, a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, mean, and I think that's going to be really really cool. Um, question number two from Lord Lobel here is: If you two were both Sith lords, who would be the master and who would be the apprentice? Well, that's a great question. Um, if we were both Sith lords, I would be the master and Ez would be the apprentice. If we were Jedi's, it would be the other way around. I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Because I definitely am more of a of a Sith and Ezra is definitely more of a Jedi. I'll tell you guys right now, Matt, sometimes we'll be recording and we do stuff in post edit. It's just hysterical. Like, I'll have to edit either myself out or whatever. Mm-hmm. We edit some stuff, but... Um, I never really edit when when Matt pushes the envelope. He will push mm-hmm. it to the point where I'm like, he'll say, "I'm gonna burn the envelope. I'm gonna tear it up and throw it in your face." And that's it's just, that is that's that's what that's what it is. I, I don't it. I don't push the envelope. I set it on fire and burn the house down. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. It's so cool. 
Oh man, it's funny. But yeah, I think that's that's where we'd be. I'd I'd definitely be the apprentice because I'm right. gonna turn back to the light side. That's where I'm going. So well, I mean, yeah, if that's what you want to do, I mean, I mean, then you know, yeah, we're gonna have I'll, an br- epic. I'll bring I'll bring you I'll bring you back to the dark side. Yeah, there's definitely a balance. You know, as brings me back to the light side, I bring him to the yeah. Dark it's side. a it's the pull. It's back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. He he goes on to say here that uh, he would like to add that his brother loves Star Wars toy photography. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, those are so cool. Yeah, yes, real sick. Uh, says that I will see if I can get him to write into the show. So that would be neat. Maybe awesome. Send in, yeah, send in some some photos. And um, if there's an Instagram account, link us to that for sure, because that would be. Mm-hmm. That would yeah, be absolutely. Really cool. So, okay. Uh, Baba Yoda, right? Hey, this is uh, Baba Yoda from the Starship the Continental, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Uh, my earliest Star Wars memory is watching episode three in the theater when I was four. Man, a lot of people watching Star Wars when they're four. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to close my eyes for the lava scene, but I looked in the reflection of something to catch uh, it a second time and I saw it. Uh, my favorite character is Luke, even after The Last Jedi. My favorite movie is... Um, is the last Jedi, which I know is rare, but I love all the twists and surprises that shocked everyone. And I've come to love the way Luke is in the film. Uh, I think that fans need to be a little more open with the new star Wars movies because, Hey, you know, um, you are going to see the next one and the next one and the next one. Um, I wanted to ask you guys if you really think that Jar Jar Abrams is going to add EU stuff in the rise of Skywalker, because it would seem that he hasn't looked into any of that. And there would end up being something in the EU that probably um, that would probably be the Lucasfilm story groups doing, um, you know, it's probably something minor. I thank you guys for what you do and the positive atmosphere y'all have in hyperspace. Until next time, Baba Yoda. Well, he sent us a second one. Do you want me to read the second yeah, one? Yeah, too? yeah, yeah. want everyone talk about the guy. Uh, so he sent us another one here. Uh, this is Baba Yoda again. I've just listened to your uh, last episode and greatly enjoyed the discussion on who was the Mando, the Mando was hunting from the Mandalorian uh, stuff we saw. I immediately thought of Boba and paused the episode to go look up Boba's B-Day and was going to send in the idea. But finally, y'all brought it up. I think Boba Fett is the one being hunted uh, would be amazing and it really fit well in the show. My other idea is for the rise of Skywalker. I think that Kylo Ren will remain the villain and that Palp will not take his place. Staying in line with The Last Jedi where Snoke was killed so that the true villain in the sequel trilogy would be um would or that the true sequel would rise kylo ren for the dark side and ray for the light and while ben demption could happen like it with anakin i think that ren will remain the villain and finish what darth vader started until next time baba yoda wow okay um so a couple of things there first of all i mean Always good to hear. So that number of me and Ryan Johnson has has grown to include Baba Yoda. So we're good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> All right. Good. The num- the fan club is growing. Um, but will there be any add in to the EU stuff uh, in 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 the Rise of Skywalker? You know, and, and here's the qu- I think the question is, is it Lucasfilm Story Group who's telling JJ about these things, or is JJ kind of into it as well? He is a fan of Star Wars. And mm-hmm. I don't know how much he's read of the EU or, or how much how immersed he was he, he, he was in it. But I know when he was an early early on in his filmmaking career, he sat around the table with a lot of um, I think it was some geek and nerd roundtable thing. And Mark Hamill was there and they talked about like the, the love for Star Wars and different things This is back in the 90s. I think when I when I saw this because I used to search all the time any news on episode um 
episode seven because people would right. tell me, never happening. It's never going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. To all those people, you can go, you know, I don't know, rot. Yeah. Just, get, just get out of my way. Just get out of my get way. Get out of my way. Is what, you, is what you can do. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, people tried to tell me I was wrong, and I'm right. Uh, I was right all those years. But anyways, you know, I don't, I don't know if he... Um, he himself is thinking, oh, yeah, I want to I bring in uh, an element of clones or cloning or I want to bring in. Like, it right. sounded like his idea was to use Luke's hand in some regard and, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. I think he was I think he did have some knowledge uh, of, of the EU and wanted to try to incorporate it. I think maybe maybe it was Lucasfilm saying, hey, why don't you go look if you're going to do a Star Wars movie? I think you're going to go research it. You're going to watch it. You're going to read up on it you're going to take input from story groups so i kind of would love to see a documentary of like what all did he go through and how much time does he have to do that um he's the director does he also just have to kind of rely on he has writers right and other people Mm -hmm. who are working on on that aspect of it so uh yeah i don't know there i think there will be a lot of connection to the prequels to the originals and tie it all together here in the sequels, but I think there will be they'll use some stuff from the EU when it matters and when it works. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna say it again. You know, I, I really like that he calls him Jar Jar Abrams here because some people don't like him. You know, that's another thing you want to talk about. Like, I don't like you know uh, Ryan Johnson. A lot of people don't like J.J. Abrams. They were really turned off by Lost. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people don't. A lot of people felt that Last or uh, Force Awakens was way too similar to Episode Four. Sure. So I mean, I think definitely think it's fair to you know have some criticisms against against J.J. Yeah, there are there are. A I mean, lot. I like I like J.J. Abrams. I didn't really watch Lost, so I can't say anything of that. But I mean, God, the the Star Trek movies I thought were freaking oh, amazing, phenomenal. That was that was yeah. phenomenal, Phenom- phenomenal. Yeah, and so I mean, I do I do have a problem with that. Disney brought him back to do episode nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, oh, we're looking for a director. It's like, well, George Lucas is out there. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, that was like the the obvious choice was just go get George Lucas. Yeah. To finish it out. It would right. be amazing. Yeah. You idiots didn't get George Lucas. What the heck's going yeah, on? Yeah. I mean, there? that's pretty stupid. I mean, that literally is like, yeah. do you think they even asked him? I don't know. I because I think it's one of those like, I don't think things. they did. I, I Which think, is dumb. what do you mean taboo? It's his thing. No, uh, no, I mean I think in their mind, like, well, we don't want we want it to be our thing. We bought it from him, he sold it, that type of thing. So I don't know. You know, again, I've heard a lot that JJ brought him in, brought him on for reshoots and, and has has been he's been working with him on this. Just like um Spielberg yeah. was in Spielberg and Lucas were, were real tight in a lot of projects and stuff. So it seems right. like he's he's at least bringing in um uh, the Godfather here to to kind of make sure everything is has the same tone and the feel. Is it right? What do you think? Right. Is, so that's good, I guess. Uh, and and then, and then also JJ is the one who started this, and it's like mm-hmm. JJ yeah. or George picked Kathleen Kennedy. I mean, he picked her. He wanted her to be the person who would continue. I think people forget that. People give her a lot of grief, and it's like, whoa, hold on a second. The creator here handpicked her. He wanted her right. to be the one to run it. So that was kind of cool, but anyways. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. Now moving on here to uh, some of these other thoughts here about uh, the the Mandalorian and possibly hunting mm-hmm. uh, down Boba Fett. So you got Mandalorian on Mandalorian, uh, and mm-hmm. and that how how crazy could that be? I don't know why the Imperials would be after Boba Fett unless he has some intel or some information 
that could save them. Maybe it is cloning because Boba is attack. I mean, would maybe know right. where the Camino locate. If, if it's been erased, if Camino has been erased from the Jedi archives and that's a place you need to get to and you need to learn more about that, that facility or that technology, you might want Boba Fett. That would be kind right. of, I was thinking about, I was just thinking as we were, as you were reading, was we were reading that, like how, why would you want Boba Fett if you're a bunch of Imperials? And that yeah. might be the reason. So, to continue on with the contingency plan, but mm-hmm. um, so there's that. And then the other idea, the other idea here is relating to the rise of Skywalker and thinking that Kylo Ren will remain the villain, and that Palpatine uh, will not take his place as the villain. Right. So the main villain is still going to be Kylo Ren, and I I can still see that. I can still see Palpatine being a big player, um, and being like almost a. It's it's weird to say that he would be a sub villain, but it's like. If he's not back in the flesh and blood or his force, air quote, force ghost or dark side essence might not be, it's just going to be different. I think it's just going to be different because I still think you could have Anakin fighting him and you could have sort of another, you know, fight going. It's just like uh, Phantom Menace, right? How many, we had the battle out, outside of Theed, we had... uh, you know, Darth Maul and Obi Wan, Qui Gon fighting. We had Anakin saving the day up there with uh, fighting against the Trade Federation. So you had like three different things going on. If if you had right. in this film, if you had Anakin versus Palpatine, and then you had Rey versus Kylo, and then you had like Finn versus General Hux, you could have all mm-hmm. three of those things going on at the same time. Again, It'd be mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, you could. Yeah, crazy, you definitely. Yeah, you but. definitely could. It'd be doable, so yeah. So, anyways, there we go. I mean, just uh, get get. Uh, woo, we got through most of the inbox. We still have other uh, transmissions that we didn't. Oh, put we got in a stock, lot. But, I mean, but yeah, it was just we wanted to get through some of these that had been sent in a couple weeks ago, right after that D twenty three footage, uh, and uh, get every get everyone's thoughts. And it's just kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot. So if you, if yours hasn't been read, you know, just. Stay tuned. We'll 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 hammer it out next week because we're next week we're probably doing a lot more just a backlog of transmissions. So yeah, um, they're all coming. Uh, we just want to just get to everybody's man. We'll get to them. Yeah, we will. We got Facebook stuff to get to and Instagram, Twitter, all sorts of good stuff. So if you mm. haven't checked out the Facebook page, by the way, um, you need to do that. Go check out uh, Hyperspace Hangout on Facebook. We got a great community. People sharing memes. The meme wars are going on still. We've got theories, all sorts of cool stuff happening in there um definitely check out uh, uh matt and i on on twitter you can follow me at womprat underscore 2m uh matt over there at super gains bros uh, always kind of we're sharing twitter stuff you'll get my updates on uh you know how i'm gonna transition to a full-time podcaster so uh just just be ready for more content that's all i'm gonna say sounds great man that yeah. sounds great to me i'm just ready to make more content and go crazy so get out of my way you know <laughs> so all right well um i think that's it man that's a that was a, that was a good episode guys it's time for us to sign off here we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace in our next episode we'll continue to discuss your transmissions so be sure to send us your star wars theories origin stories or some of your favorite memories from a galaxy far far away If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We'll see you in a week, and remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.